Hi, and welcome to Unrepresented 20 Questions. In this episode, we'll be collaborating with our magazine podcast, 20 Questions With. Both Unrepresented and 20 Questions With explore themes such as equality and equity, all told through the lens of the individuals out in the front lines of change. With that said, join Latinitas contributors Maricel Acuna and Nina Martinez as they sit down and ask 20 Questions with Risha Scholl. Now, before we get started, here's what you should know about Risha. Risha is a multifaceted creative who is advocating for inclusivity in media. She is a mid-market account executive at Oracle NetSuite and serves on the board of Oracle Women in Leadership Austin. Additionally, Risha is the founder of ReTV, a media network prioritizing collaboration over competition. Through her volunteer work, Risha encourages young women to learn the importance of self-love, sisterhood, and living limitlessly. In her spare time, you'll find her brunching with friends, reading a good book, or enjoying nature. Let's go ahead and hear what Risha has to say. for joining us on this episode of Unrepresented. I'm your host, Marisol Acuna, and I'm here with my co-host, Nina Martinez. And today's guest is Risha Scholl. Thank you for joining us today. How are you doing? Thank you. I'm doing great. How are you? We're good. We're super excited to be here with you today. So I guess we can just get started with the questions. Um, Our first question is, what does a day in your life look like? A day in the life looks like me waking up, getting a cup of coffee, journaling, meditating, stretching, going to the gym, and then starting my work day. And then in the middle of my work day, I'll have lunch, and then I'll do another meditation. Or sometimes I'll read because I always want to get in like 20 to 30 minutes of reading every day. And then I will go back to working. And then I usually stop working around like 6 p.m., and then after that, just depending on re-TV initiatives, I'll have some leisure time and I'll watch some TV or I'll start working on re-TV and I'll devote at least an hour a day um, to any initiatives I have going on. And then I'm pretty much like an old lady so that I'm typically in bed by like nine, no, not nine, 10 p.m. Like it's, it's insane. That's amazing. I wish I could go to bed that early. (laughs) With that, you gave us a lot of amazing things you do every day. What is something that is part of your routine that you would advise others to implement in their daily routine as well? Oh my gosh. Just one, just one thing. It can be more than one. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Of course. I I will say it is pivotal to incorporate meditation into your daily practice. I used to be that girl who would just like pop off really easily. um, And I would just react. But I feel like meditation has really taught me about the breath and taught me to, you know, just sit with my emotions to sit with my feelings, good or bad, and to really allow it to process through me. And so meditation has just been super impactful for me. And there are other benefits too. So that would be one of them reading, reading every day, at least for like 15 minutes. That's just like a baseline. Reading has been crucial for me because I've been out of school since for like going on five years now. And so I want to keep educating myself and staying on top of things. So just reading. And then the last thing I would say is just being in nature 
nature is so healing the sun just being in the sun like it it's a natural healing like environment and so just being outside every day I work from home now and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this can maybe be doing online school you know not even being in person and so being in the house all day it can drive you insane so just ensuring that you get some sun every single day and just just walking or moving your body or walking around the neighborhood running jogging whatever it is those are those would be the three things that i would say i love that i'm going to try to start doing that <laughs> for sure i mean i already exercise and read but okay. meditating is definitely something i want to implement as well no, i also want to i want to include um the app that i use for meditation it's called insight timer and so whenever i first started meditating this is a guided meditation because i know when i say meditation people are like i don't even know how to do that what is that i can't sit there in silence and you know and so the beauty of having this app is that it walks you through what to do so if anybody listening it's called insight timer and it's free Awesome. I'm so glad you shared that. (laughs) After looking a little bit into what you preach for and stand for, some of the things you believe in are self-love and living limitlessly. What are some events that kind of inspired you to feel passionately about these things? I would say recently it's been me being a big sister in real life and outside of real life. And so I'm a part of the Big Brother Big Sister organization and I have been mentoring a little girl for three years now. Just seeing the impact that I have on her, seeing how much she looks up to me and realizing that even though I'm not like this million dollar corporation yet, I'm I'm not like a I'm not like a president or I'm not famous or a celebrity or any of that right now. And so she looks up to me like that. And and just hearing how her mom is always saying, you know, just thank you for being in her life. Thank you for being someone that she can look up to locally and and just having somebody there to listen to her and be there for her and you know, just just being a staple. I guess. Um, And just realizing that even though I don't have these titles, I I still have an impact. We all have a platform and it's important for us to use it. And so just seeing how much she adores me and I adore her and just the relationship that we have, I feel like that just reminds me of why I need to keep going and why I need to continue to be my best self, be the best version of Risha so I can be the best version for her. And for her to just have someone to look up to and to realize, hey, I'm normal. I'm just a regular degular girl, but I want to do impactful, extraordinary things. Yeah, that's amazing. And that's a great segue into what I kind of wanted to touch on next. What is like, what advice would you give to young women or just the younger generations in general, trying to break into any industry in our world today, just trying to make it in whatever it is that they are passionate about? My advice would be to just go for it. I will tell you this. I was one of those where I was like, I Everybody else knows what's what they want to do. They want to be a nurse. They want to be an attorney. They want to be a teacher. They want to do X, Y, Z. And I was like, I don't know what I want to do. And that's just been the question that was permeating in my mind all the time. And so how ReTV came about was me just going for it and just trying different things. So a little background about me. I 
was always a tomboy, but someone came to me with this opportunity to be in a beauty pageant. And I'm like, what? I'm a tomboy. I don't even like that kind of stuff. Like literally in college when I started wearing makeup. And so whenever I first got to college, they approached me with this and I'm like, I don't even know what to do. I've never been in pageants before. I'm not even into that stuff. And so the pageantry and me winning Miss Belize and being Houston Caribbean queen actually opened up doors because I had to do press. I had to do TV interviews, radio interviews, and meet with different people and network. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. I really love this. And it was all because I just went for it. And so that's what I want to encourage everybody um, you know, who's listening in right now to do is just go for it. You never know, you know, what experience you're gonna go through. And you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, I really like this. I really love this. And so, you know, I, I hope that helps anybody on tuning in right now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you just made me feel more motivated towards what I want to do. And I think hopefully we'll also impact all the people listening. What is your favorite part of your career, would you say? My favorite part is that I get to meet wonderful people, just like you ladies, Marisol, Nina, and Alisa. I hope I said that correctly. I think, um, Oh, like life, life is so precious. And there are just so many sweet, beautiful, phenomenal people, men and women. And so just being able to be a part of their journey, being in their presence or just networking with them, getting to hear their stories. That's the best part. I, you know, I'm, I'm a Christian. And so a huge thing is two is better than one. You know, we need community, we need friendship, we need love, we need relationships. And so being able to co- like to create relationships through what I do in my career, I love that. Yeah, that's amazing. What inspired you to advocate for women's leadership? What inspired me was, I'll take it back to being in the beauty pageant. How it works is you typically have a platform. And so I grew up on domestic violence and I was advocating for women and children who were victims of domestic abuse. And mind you, I was, it was my freshman year in college. I, at the time was 19. I'm like, I am not the vice president. I don't have a title. I'm not in law. What can I do? You know, that was my mindset going into it, but going through it, winning and actually speaking about my story and speaking about the resources that we had locally and how to get help and just talking about my experiences growing up and my traumas and how I was healing from it reached out to me and they're like, Risha, thank you for speaking your truth. Thank you for your authenticity. Thank you for being honest about your experiences and your traumas and how you're healing. And so realizing that I was so young and I had this platform I was like, I have to keep advocating for whatever I feel needs to be said and heard. And so that's really what keeps me going and and really started this whole initiative of free TV again. Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to change one of my questions because with what you just kind of said, I feel like I need to ask like what advice you would give to kind of young girls that are maybe part of like a minority group who are kind of blending themselves to kind of fit in. I mean, me personally, at the beginning of this interview, I introduced myself as Marisol Acuna because I'm just so used to doing that, even though my name is Marisol Acuna, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I guess just, it's just the everyday life of being in a culture that's not really your own. So I guess, what would you say 
to people who are growing up in maybe a community that's not really the one they identify with, but are just trying to keep their identity um, present within themselves, I guess. Oh my gosh, I love that. And I appreciate you asking me about it because this is something that I am still struggling with. I think it's really important to realize that you are human and it's, it's okay to have these emotions and feelings. And it's, it's beautiful because I'm right there with you. I work in a predominantly male, white industry. I'm going to say it for what it is. And so I am a Caribbean Black lady um, with a very unique name, Risha. And so I remember I had this one time, a customer was like, can I call you Re? Can I call you R.S.? And I had to take a step back and I was like, I had to think, right? And I was, because of meditation, but meditation didn't work in that moment. I was like, no, sir, Risha. It's like Keisha, but with an R. And I think at the end of the day, standing up for yourself, standing up for yourself and with respect, of course, but I think um, just standing up for yourself and ensuring that at the end of the day, you always got to ask yourself, like, how is it going to really make me feel? If I dumb myself down, if I try to change who I am, if I try to adjust or pretend someone I'm not, how's it going to make me feel at the end of the day? And so I was taking it back to that. I think for me right now, how I'm working through it is having grace for myself and realizing that we're still so young and it's going to be ebbs and flows of life. And this is so cliche, but just always be yourself. Like you, you can't go wrong. Like, I don't know who else to be aside from Risha. Just like I know you ladies don't know who else to be besides Marisol, Nina, and Elisa. And so stick to that. Own that. And you can't go wrong whenever you own who you are. You know, and people gravitate to authenticity. And so if you can tell that I'm faking the funk, then people redo that. I don't know if I answered your question and I'm so sorry. but No, I you I absolutely hope, did. I hope that little tangent, you know, helped made sense. (laughs) No, you absolutely did. And I think that was beautifully stated just because a lot of the times it's not even about molding my own name or myself. It's because I'm trying to make it easier for other people. I don't want to like make it hard for them to pronounce my name or make them feel embarrassed trying to like speak Mm -hmm. in another language. Mm -hmm. But I feel like at one point you just have to focus on you and be yourself and exactly what you just stated so perfectly and just, you know, make them put in the effort to get to know you instead of blending yourself and putting up a wall. So I think you perfectly answered my question. Snap (laughs) Um, for that. Snaps. Yeah. And I guess my next question, just a little segue, one of your career goals is to advocate for inclusivity in media. What are some steps you are taking to continue to further this movement? I have a Instagram live that I host bi-weekly on my ReTV Instagram page. And so it's really just creating a safe space for any and everyone who has a great story to tell and to keep other people encouraged and motivated to one, be themselves and two, continue to just go for it. And ReTV is all about networking. And so because of these interviews, a lot of people have been able to like reach out to the people who I brought on the show and they've been able to connect and get business. And, you know, it's really all about like, you never know who you're going to meet. And so I will, I will, I will honestly attribute all that to my ReTV interviews because I've interviewed so many different types of people. And like I said, we all have a story and we all have a platform and I want ReTV to be the safe space to where you get to tell your story on. 
Oh my gosh. I absolutely love that. Maybe one day we'll, we'll switch roles. Yes! <laughs> love that. That would be amazing. Is there anything you would have done differently in your life or even like personally or in your career path, if you could go back to when you were younger? I would have said, start it sooner. There's something called analysis paralysis. And this is where you have, you analyze every little detail of what you want to launch. It could be the product, the website, the talk track, the people, the Instagram, whatever, right? The only thing I, I would have done differently is done it sooner and, and stop being so analytical because it took me over a year to finally launch ReTV because I wanted to make sure I had this perfect website and the perfect pictures and the photos and all this stuff, but it doesn't even matter. You have, you, you are exactly where you need to be in life and you have everything that you need right now. Use what you got. That would be it. And so, yeah, I, I if I can encourage anybody to do something is just launch it, just do it. It'll all come together. It'll all come together eventually. I promise. Yeah, that makes total sense. And for my last question, this is a little lighthearted, but I think it always says a lot about a person. What three items would you want with you if you were stuck on a deserted island? I would say a picture of my family, my mom, my sister, my dog, my boyfriend, stepdad, brother, little brother, all my family, basically. We got to take that photo because there's a non-existent one. I would say a photo of my family, the Bible. And then I would say, I would say uh, a pen so I can write in my Bible because I'm all about journaling. I journal every day. And so um, those would be my three items. Love them. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like I'd never thought to bring a notebook and a pen, but hey, you need to be able to write stuff down. (laughs) So you just just unlocked an item that I will also need to bring with me. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to the amazing Nina for the next 10 questions. Thank you, Marisol. Um, Yeah, so let's get started. Uh, My first question is, who were some of your biggest inspirations um, and what really motivated you growing up? My mom. My mom was also a victim of domestic violence. She ended up getting a divorce and raised two daughters by herself. And she always just ensured that we put God first. She never complained. She literally is just like always kept it together. And to this day, I don't know how she did it because I ain't even got no kids yet. And I can barely take care of myself sometimes. And so I just don't even know how my mom did it, but she is just a phenomenal, strong woman. And she just did an amazing job. And so my, my mom, like everything, just her. Shout out to mama. Shout out to mama, all the mamas out there. <laughs> um, so five years ago, did you see yourself working in a position like this? Is this what you saw yourself doing? Absolutely not. I never thought that I would be working at a tech company. I never thought that I would be... I never thought that ReTV was actually going to be what it is today. So a little bit of background about what I did when I was in college. I worked at a radio station and I also worked for this company that went around to local businesses. And it's basically what influencers are doing today. 
but they would try the food, try the drinks, the product, and that would be it. And that was my job. Loved it. And I wanted to keep that going. Fast forward to today, ReTV doesn't even do that. ReTV is like actually interviewing people and the, the actual company. It's really just getting to hear their stories now. And then me working at a tech company, juggling both. Like I never in a million years thought that I would be here today, but I am, I'm grateful because it's open doors like this, you know, me being on this podcast and me meeting you ladies, it's open doors for just with ReTV in general and having that cross collaboration with corporate companies and with just, you know, local companies. And so man, like God works in mysterious ways. But like I said earlier, just do it. You know, I, I never felt really equipped to be a part of this because there, there weren't a lot of people who look like me. There's not a lot of women in general either in tech. And so I really didn't feel like I was ready for it. But I, I bet on myself, you know, I continue to stand firm and into who I am, stick to who I am. And people love me for that. And, and my customers love me for that. And so I'm just grateful for where I am. Yeah. Well, and now you can be that the woman that, you know, other little girls that we used to be could look up to in someone in tech. Um, I hope so. I hope so. I know for myself, I, I didn't have that either. So that brings me to our next question. What plans did you have for yourself in college? The plan that I had for myself when I was in college was to continue being a radio host and a TV host. I love media. I enjoy even being behind the scene, the editing, the directing, the producing, all the things media. I really enjoyed that. And so I really feel like there's a reason why it didn't work out with certain TV networks and why God told me to launch my own thing. And so we're going to see where, where it takes us and where it goes. But this is just the beginning and I'm, I'm excited for the ride that I'm on. I'm having fun. And that's all that matters. That is all that matters. Yeah, I'm excited about those two. So when you launched ReTV, who was your intended audience? Who were you trying to, to reach and draw in? I was really trying to talk to the millennials because millennials are all about good deals, right? Like the best brunch spot with like cheap mimosas or something or the, the best lit brunch spot with some good music or where can I get like a discount for good lashes, something like that. And so my target audience was the millennials and to try to get them some good deals. And so, like I said, that's nothing like that. <laughs> um, but this is why you just got to do it and go for it, you know, and, and re-TV today, I host women empowerment events. I'm now a speaker and I cross collaborate with corporate companies. And so, yeah, re-TV is just this inclusive media concoction. I don't even know yet. We'll see. So kind of about what we were talking about earlier of, you know, not having those role models in the industry and, you know, we don't see people who come from the same background as us, you know, speak the same languages or have names that sound like ours in this specific industry. Do you feel supported like by the people who are also in the field? I absolutely feel supported and I want to encourage women who want to get in tech to do because they are allies. And one thing I appreciate about being at Oracle is they have something called employee resource groups. And I'm a part of Oracle um, Women Leadership. And so this is like basically, you know, just for every woman. And then they have one for um, 
It's called African-American Business Leaders of Excellence. And there's others also, but there's, there's groups and to where you can have relatable conversations, you know what I'm saying? And, and have these safe spaces and to be with your people. And so I do feel really supported. I, I love my team. I love my bosses. I've gotten, I've been there for over two and a half years, got promoted each year. And so it was all because I had people who believed in me. And, you know, granted, I did put in the work, but like I said, going back to that authenticity, I never switched up. I'm always open to learning and it's always about really getting along with people too. And so, yeah, I'm, I feel really supported. I'm, I'm blessed to be where I'm at and, you know, I just want to continue to grow with them. That's so good to hear. And definitely, um, at least for me, a little encouraging and not as terrifying um, jumping into the field. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it was terrifying for me too, but you'll be fine. You can call me. <laughs> Thank you. So if you could give your younger self, like when you were very young, a little girl, some advice, what would it be? You know, it's so interesting. My guided meditation told me to tell my younger self, you are enough, you are loved, and you are safe. And I was like, oh my gosh, let me start crying now. Um, <laughs> but what I would tell my what I would tell my younger self is you're gonna be okay. Yeah, you're gonna be okay. At the time, you know, I'm a first generation college student. That's something different, you know, that's something in and of itself. And so, you know, being like the guinea pig. So I was born in Belize, moving to the United States. My mom had no idea how to do a FAFSA, no idea how to like sign up for a meal plan, like going to college, leaving home. That is a whole experience. And I'm like, how is that going to happen? How am I going to do it? How am I going to afford it? But you're going to be okay. God always makes a way and just got to, as long as you're having fun, like I said, and, and just do it, just go for it, whatever it is. Yes, things always find a way to work out. So what are your goals for the future, whether that be inside or outside of the tech industry? A goal right now it, with ReTV is finding interns. That's a that's one goal for, for ReTV. Another one is to continue to find sponsors to host my Empowering Women events. A goal is to continue to work with Latinitas. And another goal would be to eventually be a VP at Oracle someday. If that is what God wants for me, Jesus, if that is what you want. <laughs> Can't wait to see it. So who are your current role models um, within your field, whether that's in Oracle or, you know, the staff at ReTV? A role model in tech, her name is Alicia Brewer. And this is, oh my gosh, a phenomenal, Black, strong woman. Love her, obsessed with her. She interviewed me and I was on her team and she took me under her wing and really showed me and, and, um, you know, exposed me to the ropes of, and got me involved with Oracle Women Leadership and just different ERGs, the employee resource groups. And so she gave me the lay of the land and it's so important, you know, to, to continue to be that vessel for the upcoming generation. And so shout out to Alicia Brewer because she really prepared me and gave me the confidence to continue to walk in my truth, be my authentic self and stay true to Risha. And um, 
oh, I just love her so much. So she is somebody who I definitely adore, look up to, and who is a mentor to this day. I'm glad you have someone like that. I think, I mean, I know for myself, I'm always looking for someone, um, especially someone who looks like me or who understands, you know, the background um, to look up to, which brings me to our 19th question. Do you think it's important for young girls to see people who look and sound like them in all fields? And how do you you think we're ever going to get there? Absolutely. And yes, I think we will get there. And the reason I say that is because I've seen companies firsthand making strides to ensure that there are people who look like us. So yes, it's so important. And I'm just really excited to see where it's going to go, you know, and um, nothing happens overnight in a perfect world. Like I wish I lost like 20 pounds overnight, like in a perfect world, I wish all that would happen, but it takes time. And so we're going to continue to have allies and people to vouch for us and continue to just stand firm and work hard, you know, and make space for the upcoming generation. So it's coming. Last question, our 20th question. What is your favorite book at the moment? My favorite book at the moment is The Purpose Driven Life by Pastor Rick Warren. Like I said earlier, I'm a Christian. And so this book really talks about the truth of God and um, God's love and, and just all the things, you know, it addresses different topics within the Bible. And so this book is just so near and dear to my heart. It allowed me to establish a closer relationship with God, um, told me the truth, broke things down that were a little complex at first. But now I feel like I have this different, more intimate relationship. And so I attribute all that to this book. Well, everyone, that is the Risha Scholl. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, I really enjoyed this and definitely feel inspired to just get out there and start start doing what I want to do. Can you tell our listeners how they can find you and how they can watch your episodes and tune in with you? Yes. So follow me at R-H-E-E underscore TV. That's for my Instagram. And then you can find my personal page on my on that Ray TV one. But um, yeah, just go to my Insta. That's where all the good stuff is. And then you're able to access my website and stuff too. But R-H-E-E underscore TV. Awesome. Thank you so much. It was a great episode and I look forward to keeping in touch in the future, obviously. <laughs> Thank you. If you're interested in pursuing a career in media, make sure to visit us at latinitasmagazine.org for more information. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of Unrepresented. See you next time.